And when I was going through this, I was, um, you know, looking at all the things I'd made with Will and the Gang. It's actually kind of funny because a lot of my firsts are with Will and the Gang. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Tom Sips Into Conversation With. This week on the podcast, I have Natalie from at Natalie underscore Nits on Instagram. Uh, Before I get into the video, I would like to talk a little bit about today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Will and the Gang. Obsessed with crafts, inspired by fashion and powered by makers. Selling DIY kits, premium sustainable yarn. Whether you're a novice knitter or a maverick maker, one of the gang have got a project for you. Head on over to oneofthegang.com for more information and stick around to the end of the episode to get 20% discount. Thank you very much, one of the gang, for sponsoring and back to the episode. So welcome back or hello if you are a new uh, new to this podcast. Uh, my name is Tom. I am the creator of Knit Slips on Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. In this conversation, uh, I talk to the wonderful Natalie. Uh, Natalie is a very talented uh, knitter from California who makes wonderful sweaters. It was really nice getting to know Natalie. Uh, she is someone who I've uh, fairly recently first started to follow. Um, Natalie creates these wonderful sweaters and she's got like loads of slogans and stuff on them as well. And uh, they're really awesome to watch. So if you haven't already, make sure you go and check her out on Instagram. There'll be links down in the description, uh, whatever platform you're watching this on or listening to this. Yeah, so in this conversation, Natalie and I talk about her experience with uh, using one of the gang um what one of the gang yashi would be and so much more uh, i will be back at the end of the episode with uh, a little bit more chat and with a discount code for 20 percent off one of the gang uh, so make sure you watch all the way until the end yeah and for now we slip into the conversation getting to know natalie i'm from california i'm natalie paisler sorry for the <laughs> putting my name after but um, I just graduated college. Um, I actually graduated from UC Santa Barbara with a major in biopsychology, which is totally not related to knitting. But um, <laughs> right now I'm back at home in Northern California and then applying to some jobs. And then I'm hoping in the next few years to go to graduate school. And then, awesome. So what uh, are you hoping to like continue studies in graduate school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping... Um, Currently, what I'm interested in is sort of social neuroscience, like using neuroscience techniques to ask social psychological questions. But yeah, and then I'm hoping to continue knitting the whole time. How did you get into that? Um, I first came into college as a biology major, I think, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had an idea, but um, I knew that I enjoyed biology. And then I got into college. I took a psychology course that I really loved. Um, And then I found out um, the way my college is set up, you actually come in as like a pre-biology major because the school is so big. You have to take a bunch of prerequisite courses and then you end up um, declaring your official major. And I found out that biopsychology was an option and I've always been interested in the brain. So the option of studying, combining like psychology and biology thought was really interesting to me. So that's when I um, declared that major and then took some courses in that. Nice. That sounds really interesting. Uh, do you, what, what, what do you do from like, after you had your degree, like what kind of work do you go into after that? Um, personally, what I want to do is research. Like when I was in college, I was a research assistant for two different professors, which just like helping along with their research. Um, so what I'm trying to do is apply to some sort of like jobs within colleges in the area of like helping professors with their research is what I'm looking at right now. Awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Um, so 
have you like been around different parts of america or have you just kind of stayed in kind of california or i've visited some other places but i've always lived in california yeah oh what's the weather like over there because it's we've got a bit of a heat wave over in the uk as we're recording this Uh, i love the weather here it's always like sunny um I was actually talking to my mom about that recently where I was like, you know, people always complain that California doesn't really have seasons, but I really like it. I love always having lovely weather. And then when I went to college, um, it was like a beach town and Southern California is even warmer. And I, I really loved it. Like I love the warm weather. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind some of the warm weather, but like at the moment we're like, we've, I think we got to like 31 degrees, which is quite hot for us in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think tomorrow is going to be even hotter. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's fine like... if you're like used to it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit, right? About. I have no idea what the conversion rate is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I've like, yeah, I do a lot of cooking uh, for like work and mm-hmm. stuff, but like I like we work work in Celsius. I have no idea about Fahrenheit. I don't quite <laughs> understand how it works, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, I'll, I'll take yeah. <laughs> I think in summer it'd probably like I if I'm I'm totally guessing here, but I think in summer generally here it's more like 35 degrees Celsius. Okay, would be like the average. Yeah, I think the humidity kind of like plays a big factor as well. Mm-hmm. Like we went to on holiday to Barcelona recently, and like it was really humid and I feel like the heat just feels worse. If it's like a dry heat, I feel like I can cope with it a bit better, but when mm-hmm. it's like hot and sticky, it's just like, yeah, uh, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why California is nice. It's like a nice dry heat. That's cool. No, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how did you get into knitting? Um, when it's actually a little bit funny because when I was in elementary school, they started a knitting club at my school. And I remember at first I wasn't really interested in it, but then the way they advertised it was you could potentially make money by selling your knit things. And I was like, wow, okay, I can make money. Let me get into this. Not knowing that I wouldn't sell anything for like at least 10 years of knitting. <laughs> so, but I learned there and then I just kept knitting on and off all throughout school. And I really loved it. It was always very like a calming hobby for me. Yeah, that's what I've definitely been hearing like talking to people is that the kind of calming kind of tech like thing that happens just kind of like zoning into just knitting and not having to like think about what else is going on in the world when there's a lot of terrible things going on in the world at the moment but mm-hmm. um yeah it's just like a, a calming kind of practice yeah. nice so that's cool that your school did a like they had a like a was it like a knitting club or like a so was it like yeah. outside kind of like, like your classes or was it like integrated to like a, a class or something no it was like an after school club and then you would just like come you brought your own stuff and they taught us how to knit so. nice that's cool i don't think well they didn't didn't have that when i was at school so mm-hmm. how old so you were quite young like teenagery kind of when you started yeah I think even younger I must have been like 12 I think do you remember what the first kind of thing you uh you knitted was like what what were you learning to knit in the the class I think they started us off with scarves so I think mm-hmm. it's a good 
I think I um, didn't even finish mine. I think I like knit half of it and then sewed it into a little bit of a pouch. <laughs> so I don't think I, I wasn't very excited about having a scarf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. You don't really need a scarf, I would guess, that much in California. Like a pouch <laughs> probably more handy than, <laughs> than a scarf. Mm. But nice. So were there many people in you in that little class or...? Yeah, I think a surprising amount of people were into it. It was like something like 30 people. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But also, I mean, um, clubs weren't really a thing in elementary school. Like at least here in America, after school clubs sort of start in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people were excited about the idea of there being something. <laughs> gotcha. Because it was like mm-hmm. a the grown up kind of kid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. And then you kind of carried it on. Did you like just keep like chipping away at like knitting every now and again? Or was it just like a constant hobby? Or did you put it down for a little bit? I feel like it definitely it came and went in waves. There were times where I was I think in middle school, like I had a lot of free time. So I mm-hmm. was doing it pretty constantly. I got really into knitting socks, which I think was helpful because um I think it's a really good project to learn techniques through Mm -hmm. Uh, and it wasn't I think knitting right now is much trendier and there are a lot of pretty projects and stuff or pretty patterns out there when I was first starting um, I didn't really know any other knitters especially like not my age Um, I would like go online to Ravelry and stuff and all the knitters were you know adults (laughs) or a little bit older (laughs) So I was sort of just doing it in my free time. And then when I got into high school, um, you know, I was just busy with school and stuff. So I did a little bit less, but I was definitely keeping it up on and off. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like everyone, when the pandemic hit, I picked it back up again and I got really into it. And that's when I first started designing and stuff. So, Kind of what was the first thing you made while in the gang? Um, actually the first thing I made was my first ever sweater. And when I was going through this, I was, I, um, you know, looking at all the things I'd made with Will and the gang, it's actually kind of funny because a lot of my firsts are with Will and the gang. So the first oh, really? sweater I ever knit. Yeah. It was the first sweater I ever knit, the first sweater I ever designed my first time working with wool and my first time working with mohair were all Will and the gang yarn. So nice. Very fitting. So, kind of what, what drew you to Will and the gang then? I think when I first discovered it, it was really exciting for me because it was the first time I had seen like pretty colored yarn. Because at least in America, if you go to like craft stores like Michael's or something, the big ones, um, the yarn's not the prettiest. (laughs) The colorways are generally pretty on the more muted side, more like browns and grays, and it's pretty much all acrylic. Um, with a bit of cotton. And when I first discovered Wool in the Gang, it was just really exciting for me because it was the first time I'd seen like a very well-designed, aesthetically pleasing yarn company. Um, yeah, the color range is like just really nice. Like they have like mm-hmm. kind of nice pastels and stuff, which I I quite enjoy. And but they also have mm-hmm. some like really bright colors that mm-hmm. kind of can really pop. Yeah. But um Nice. So do you, do you follow many patterns or so yeah, how do you, how do you kind of knit? Do you like follow a pattern or do you like to freestyle? Um, 
I definitely prefer the freestyle. When I first uh, made a sweater, actually, I want to like give a little shout out to the pattern that I first used, which was the um, Babs sweater cotton pullover from Happy Love Co. on Etsy. Um, that's when I used Wool in the Gang yarn. But um, that's when I, I first made that sweater. It was actually, it's a very simple sort of cut. It's all like just straight down knitting and you sew it all together. And then when I realized how easy it was, um, I designed my first sweater which is my autumn tea uh, sweater pattern, which I have free on Ravelry and Rubbler. And then once I figured out like how to knit sweaters, um, I really wanted to just do my own thing. I love like seeing other people's patterns, but what excites me about knitting is that it's sort of a creative outlet for me. So I got Mm -hmm. really excited about designing my own things and I haven't really followed a pattern since then. That was really cool. So tell me a bit about your like your process on on how you write patterns because it's something that I I it's kind of started from like ages ago. I really want to learn how to like write patterns, but I'm too chaotic not chaotic, but I like I, I write notes at the beginning of like how much I'm casting on, what needles I'm using. And my notes are fairly good at the beginning. And then I just kind of get lost in the creative process. But like, how, how's your discipline? Like, how's your process? I feel like for most of my patterns, what it has been is sort of retroactively making a pattern. Like I'll create something that's pretty popular or that I really like. Um, and people will ask for a pattern and I'll have to figure out my process backwards. I also like have some very rough notes, like how many I cast on, like, how many rows I have all together just so I can make it, you know, even. But generally it's a lot of me figuring it out backwards because what excites me about designing is just getting an idea and making something I really love. And then if people happen to like it, I'll make a pattern from it. But very rarely, I think only once have I set out to make a pattern before I've knit the actual product. Oh, well. Okay. Well, that kind of gives me a bit of hope because it sounds like, uh, like I have a few people that have asked me for like patterns and stuff that I've, I've created because I'm quite a freestyler person. Like I've used um, one of the gang kits before and I really like the way that they're like broke down and I think they're really easy to follow. But I, I think because I'm, I'm knitting for me mainly, it's like, I don't have to worry about, time constraints and I just kind of knit and if I go wrong or I put it on it doesn't fit properly I'm happy to take it back and just do it all over again so mm-hmm. yeah maybe I need to look into like actually just working out what I've done <laughs> and then mm-hmm. hopefully I can try and make some patterns but nice yeah I think my my um, process is definitely not the neatest or <laughs> particularly straightforward so i think you don't need to be super organized to make patterns that people like that is kind of good to know (laughs) um because i think that's that's the thing that's put me off is like i i know some people are very organized and they have like a really good clear plan of what they're going to do and i'd like generally kind of sketch things out and then haven't like i have an idea of what i want to do but then i just just knit it up do you use a um like a tech editor or this is something like, i've just learned about with the pod- podcast <laughs> is uh so like a like a knit test uh 
editor person is like someone who can take a pattern and like look over to make sure the maths is right and all that stuff do you use anyone or do you just is it all you yeah well what i've done in the past is um had test knitters so that's mm-hmm. i think sort of the same idea but it's a couple people yeah. where um i'll have like a little google form on my instagram or something and people will sign up um and that way that I think solves a lot of the issues with different sizing and stuff. You'll have people of different sizes all making their own mm-hmm. um, product from your pattern. And then from that process, you can double check that, yeah, your math checks out and that your measurements check out and all that. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's the thing that I also kind of, I'm very aware of. I would like, if I want to create something, I want to make sure that it's something that anyone can make. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what size, doesn't matter what gender, doesn't matter just doesn't matter anything just like mm-hmm. but then the idea of like trying to scale things up or scale things down kind mm-hmm. of blows my mind <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't know how I would write it down but mm-hmm. like I feel like if I if I am ever going to write about them it is going to be more for people who know how to knit and can do a little bit of their own maths uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether if that is a thing like people do that or not or whether people have like a set plan I just I think everyone's a little bit different so mm-hmm. yeah it's tricky it's also I that was something that was very daunting to me at the beginning also because when you get to larger sizes it's not just like making it bigger it also like clothing fits differently mm-hmm. and you want to be very aware of that you don't I want everyone to be able to make my patterns you know and so it was tricky in the beginning figuring that out. I had to use a lot of like online resources for different sizing. And like, I asked a lot of other designers, like how they did it. And it was definitely a team effort, but you know, it's something you figure out. Awesome. So what kind of like garments and stuff do you like making? What do you prefer doing? I almost exclusively make sweaters, <laughs> but it's also just because, um, sort of what I'm excited about knitting will be a pattern or like, like a, physical pattern like plaid or something or writing something out so for me just like a sweater is a good default option to put that on Mm -hmm. but um i've also knit like a dress um i love knitting socks as like gifts but that's not i haven't one of my goals is really to make like a sock pattern like a creative sock pattern i think that'll be really fun but i haven't gotten around to that because that's still a little bit daunting to me that's cool. Yeah, I saw like uh, on your Instagram, like the sweaters and the dress and stuff that you made look awesome. So they look, yeah, they look really cool. I've um, I've kind of drifted away from like knitting and making human stuff, and I've started like drift onto making stuff for my dog. Um, <laughs> and she's got probably more outfits than I probably do now <laughs> um, that I've kind of I've made, but. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's just because there's only like so many sweaters and stuff I feel like I can wear, but I feel like she can get yeah. away with wearing a lot of different types of sweaters. So mm-hmm. I would love to get into knitting stuff for my cat, but the thing is she, we took an astray. And yeah. so she is very active and a little bit crazy. And I don't think she would take well to being dressed up. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you nope. need like a really fairly calm kind of cat to be mm-hmm. able to do that um yeah not my cat Mm-mm. not your hack <laughs> no yeah i i love it when i see people dress up their cats because i feel mm-hmm. like that's probably much harder than than dressing up their dogs 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, what kind of projects are you working on at the moment? Right now, I'm working on this sort of a vest. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it says, can you recommend a good clinical psychologist in the neighborhood? Nice. And then after that, I'm working on, I just got this amazing book of like 1,000 Japanese um, stitches, knitting stitches. Oh, cool. Which I've been wanting for months because it's got these amazing um, like colorway um, stitches. So I'm working on a vest that's got right now, actually, with the colors, I'm using like pink and orange. It actually looks like very 80s. But nice. it's going to be that. And then it's going to have a quote from a poem I really like. That's cool. Well, the 80s is kind of very in fashion at the moment. Those kind of costumes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, I think anyone who's listening to this podcast will kind of get the reference that you're putting on the back of it as well. So uh, <laughs> nice. That's cool. <laughs> if you were a yarn from uh, one of the gang, what yarn would you be and why? Uh, I think I would be the happy shiny cotton from one the gang because i think i'm pretty easygoing um i like warm weather and um you know i really love the colors that it's available in although it's like the same colors that all one the gang yarns are but i love the bright colorful colors Thank you everyone for watching or listening to this podcast episode with the wonderful Natalie. Uh, I really hope that you enjoyed it and a massive thank you again to Natalie for finding the time to talk to me. Um, And also uh, thank you very much uh, to one of the gang for sponsoring. Um, Here is a little advert on uh, how you can get 20% discount from one of the gang. Thank you again one of the gang for sponsoring this episode. Join the makers revolution and get 20% off with my code knitsips20. 20% off excluding the usual kits, bundles, and gift cards. This code applies to new customers and existing customers already. For full terms and conditions, go and check out the description down below. Thank you again for one of the gang for sponsoring this episode. So if you haven't done so already, please make sure you go and follow Natalie on uh, Instagram. Um, There'll be links down in the description. Um, There's links to her um, link tree as well. So you can go and check out her on um, other platforms. Uh, It's Natalie underscore knits please let me know uh, what one of the gang uh, yarn you would be and why uh, what's your favorite um what kind of projects have you been working on uh, i would love to hear down in the comments down below um yeah um i really hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, thank you very much again for listening or watching this um i'll be back again uh next week with another episode uh this is gonna be that'll be the last episode of this mini kind of four-part sponsored season uh please remember to like subscribe share and all of that cool stuff uh it really helps with uh getting new viewers to the podcast and having to grow this channel um yeah i will be back again next week uh with the last episode of this mini season i hope you all stay safe and uh, stay crafty see ya